obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. That's right. It's Monday night. Sports on the Hill podcast, True Radio Network, CP3 coming to you live from the lab. We got Robbie G in the man cave. And it's a victory Monday, and you already see we got Dujanay all ready to chime in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's a victory Monday. Washington victorious, 30-29 to 29 over the New York Giants. We want to break that game down and recap it with Dujanay. And we got Big Hurt coming in in the bottom of the hour. And we're also going to talk some Nets baseball last week. They went 2-4. and four. Uh, They're currently playing the Marlins right now. They were up 6-4 to four last I checked. They were up six to three when I got home. They got a home run and they had a double play in the next inning when they were trying to score back. So I figured I should turn the game off and let the momentum go to where it was before. But Robbie G, how you doing tonight, good sir? It's your unfortunate last show with the, you know, the birth of your second child right around the corner. Uh, it's glad it's a victory Monday, but uh, we definitely gonna miss you, man. And uh, how you doing tonight, bro? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good to be with you guys. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Obviously, I'm super excited about what's coming in my life. Um, uh, I'll miss doing this every uh, Monday night, but you know, I'll still be around social media, still chatting, still watching the games. Obviously, I just don't want to commit to the grind that it does that put on such a great show. And I know there's so many great other podcast people that can join the fray from our roundtables and uh, all of our different experts and. Uh, It'll be good to have that time uh, with Zara and with Zach and uh, really focus on family. And I really, um, in 2018, appreciated those three months uh, when I did it then. And um, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm excited. We get a victory Monday for the last show. I'm excited that Dujanae is able to join us tonight. I'm excited that Big Hurt is going to join us right after Dujanae. And so it's going to be a big uh, evening and we can really celebrate a big uh, victory. I didn't ask... If Brian wanted to be on the show, I had a feeling he would not. Um, you know, I, I yeah. after looking yeah. <laughs> at the comments that he uh, had in y'all group trade, I, I don't think it would be a good day to have Brian on tonight. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'd be too happy with it. I'm sure he's listening. So hi, Brian. Um, and uh, it, it was a good battle. Um, and uh, uh, we appreciate you as always on the show. Um, no hard feelings, obviously, but uh, 
I, I, I'm excited <laughs> to be on. I mean, he's gotten a lot of wins on us in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, like, in a row. <laughs> so I, I feel a little bad, but I don't feel that bad just because uh, they, they, they've gotten a lot on us uh, recently. So it was kind of nice to get on the win column against these Giants. Definitely, definitely. Uh, dude, Janae, how you doing tonight, good sir? I know you showed on time. We just started having a little too much fun already. What's I'm going to grab some water, I'll, but you guys mix doing it up. good, man. Doing good. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting football season so far. So, uh, you know, it's just having fun, man. This is uh, this is what we want to see within two weeks. Uh, you know, it's it this week is upside down on its head from last week, so. Uh, it's pretty interesting, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's been some very entertaining football from week one with the Monday night football and then the Thursday night football with the Washington football team and then the great Sunday night football game last night. I mean, it, the first two weeks of the season has been uh, some entertaining football and it's been some missed calls, which we all, you know, seen. But you got to say, just like with the players, the second week, the rest got to get into a groove to hopefully – some of the officiating to get more consistent with what's pass interference and, you know, what's rough in the past. We've seen a lot of uh, uh, inconsistency in those calls. But, uh, yeah, it's been some very good football these first two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave that to the fans, man. You know, I, I've been talking about this for a long time now. The <laughs> NFL is full of inconsistency. And uh, there's really no um, – you know, I, I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with bad calls. Just just be consistent with what you call. Um, and they're not. The, so it's almost like I said, it's, you know, uh, since 2016, I've been saying this uh, just they just don't have any level of understanding. In it. And if we can't get a, an idea of what a pass interference is or or holding or whatever it's just going to be what it's going to be i mean it's going to cost teams games and just going to have to learn to accept it because they ain't fixing to change it so um you know i just don't get it though i i don't get it i i've I seen a couple uh ignorant calls uh in the dallas game as well it's just like i i just don't i don't know i don't what what a, each crew is different they just call whatever they want to call and uh it is what it is so i i learned just it you know laugh it off and you know, the obvious things that uh, the NFL, you know, officiating, uh, you know, loves to, you know, kind of dismiss or whatever, uh, you know, I, I will tweet about. But, you know, <laughs> this is what it is, man. It's the NFL. <laughs> Pretty much, like I say, you know, you have to overcome those calls. You know, sometimes you, they miss calls. They're human. You know, sometimes you think they're sitting looking right at it, but apparently they don't see it. So I don't know. There's a, there should be some type of, you know, eye test to make sure they can see before they become referees. But like I said, that's um, a topic for another show. Yeah, something, man. It's rough. All right, well, let's get into this game, this uh, crazy game, 30 to 29, last second uh, victory on a field goal, uh, 43-yard field goal after uh, – <laughs> After an unfortunate 48-yard miss, but the Giants defensive lineman uh, lined up in the neutral zone before the ball was snapped, and uh, the Washington football team received the penalty, and Justin Hopkins had redemption and was able to get the game on the field goal. Uh, I'm going to speak on that real quick um, with Dustin Hopkins. Uh, trash. 
<laughs> Trash. I'm going to hurt y'all feelings tonight. Trash. And this is why. <laughs> Go ahead. Why is this man, this is the man that had no competition. No competition. Like, like he was like Jesus, walked on water and did everything so great. And we're surprised that he missed the game-winning field goal. But just fortunate enough, you are playing someone who likes to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory when possible. And how do you get offside on a field goal? A field goal. What, what are you doing? It's Dustin Hopkins, first of all. I mean, you act like you're going against some kind of formidable kicker that you should be fearful of. This dude misses just because. So what's the purpose of being offside? What were you going after? You didn't have to go after anything. He was going to do your job for you. Shank it, which he did. And he got a chance to redeem himself. I'm giving him no credit <laughs> at all. He can thank the Washington. I mean, he can thank the New York Giants. He needs to buy that man a steak dinner, <laughs> and he better be on the top of his Christmas list. That's all I'm saying. Because after that, <laughs> he should have been fired. In the words of Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I get that same sentiment from a lot of folks I talk to on social media. And only thing I have to say: yes, he should have hit that kid. Yes, he's been inconsistent. But look on the other side of the field with a kicker that the Washington football team drafted that we cut because he yes. had early inconsistency. But after he left our team, he has become one of the most one of the more accurate kickers in the league for a long time now. That's and true. So that's why I say I understand the frustration. But we've seen time and time again this team cut kickers that go elsewhere and get Super Bowl rings or end up in the league for 15 years and going to the Pro Bowl after we cut them because we didn't have the patience to let them work through their, you know, misdeeds and become, you know, what they're going to become. So I'm, I'm going to let you have that one, Carol. I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that one. All right. That, all right. That's a, you made a good point. I ain't even going to argue that one. All right. That's cool. a good yeah. point. Yeah, I feel good now. Feel good. <laughs> all right. I finally got I love one. it. Yeah. Right. Let's go ahead and get Fusion into it. Vision A10, Carol 1. We can move on. <laughs> hey, man. It only takes one, man. It only takes one. Hey, I'm jealous. The two of you guys are on top of this uh, weekly leaderboard. Um, you guys crushed it with the picks this week. So, you know, I feel yeah. like I'm in the presence of greatness. You know, I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing so hot myself. So. Man, I had a bad week. I, I'm lucky to be sitting where I'm sitting. I had a bad week. Uh, man, I had a couple of games turn on me, man. I ain't even going to get into my fantasy football. <laughs> It, it was a it was a tough week for Pickham though. I did not it was. See, I did not see the Ravens coming in and winning that game, but me neither. Yeah. It was well, a great game though. I gotta yeah, give you props. Carol, you picked uh, the Panthers. I didn't pick them. I, I didn't think that, that was gonna happen. Mm -mm. The, Panthers, the Panthers look pretty good, you know, to start out where they are, where everyone thought they were gonna I mean they got Kitchen McCaffrey where he's gonna get his hands on the ball at least 30 times a game. I think he had like 24 carries. So, you know, they, they they have a good formula. They just got to figure things out because they got a young squad. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was definitely some interesting uh, things going on in, uh, this week with some of the players, some of the games, you know. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I don't even want to be on the fantasy football, man. I'll wait till Hurt come on because we're in the same league. Yeah, I left him down on the bench because he won me the game after I picked him up before everybody else and I didn't start him. Landry got hurt. 
and uh, Tyreek Hill got shut down, which no one expected yesterday. So, yeah, I'm a little salty. But let's get back into this Washington football. <laughs> Sorry. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You know I'll go off. Yeah, I know. I can set her off. I know Dujanae got to be out of here. I'm trying to, try to stay on point. Sorry. sorry. All right. I'll say the stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Dujanae, uh, we already started talking about the, the, the kicking aspect with Hopkins, you know, getting bailed out and being able to, you know, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, only issue I had was in that interception in the fourth quarter with Scott Turner. Well, I had another issue with not running the ball enough, but the fact that it's second and seven, a little bit over two minutes, defenses made a stay. You got the ball, all you gotta do is run the clock out. Game over. And for some reason, you wanna decide to throw the ball on second and seven. And you know, the defender made a good play. McLaurin, you know, tried to go in front. The time to play. Heineke had to run it back open in the flat, made a bad decision. Luckily, he was able to come back in, engineer the two-minute drive, and, you know, get him in a position to win the game. And that's like really the issue. And then not running the ball with Gibson, especially when he was start, he was fresh at the end of the game. He was running off, you know, getting yards. His first run was an 11-yard run where he carried like two people, three people with him. And then you're going to throw the ball. And uh, it's just ridiculous. But Dujanae, let me get your take on it, and then I'll give you know my deep take on it and see what you thought about this performance. I already think it's going to be a little brutal, but uh, let's go. Let's go ahead. Offensively, I love what they did. I, I you know, I, I understand what you're saying offensively with that pass, because um, I felt like Haneke was due for interception. You know what I mean? He, he's and it's nothing against him because I, I love that he's loose. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't let things bother him. He lets the thing rip. And he he makes good throws, but there were a couple of them, boy. I, I know a couple of fans that buttholes was puckered up. I, they thought it was going to be snatched, um, but he made some good plays. And I'm not going to down him for that. I don't like the call because you put him in a bad position and it was kind of telegraphed, not from the quarterback standpoint. It's just they had an idea of what was going on. That's why they were able to jump that route. I would have liked to have stayed or gone with something different if you're going to pass it, not that one though, that wasn't it. Um, and, and he was due. I just had a, had that feeling that he was going to throw an interception if they kept going that route. And it just so happened to happen at the most inopportune time. And I don't yell anymore in games, but I, I, I got out of my chair on that one. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Um, other than that though, I thought the offense is what carried this football team. Um, you know, they, they really, stood up in that in the, at the end of the game to put themselves in a position to win that football game. Um, you know, this is not something you always see in the last couple of years from Washington. Um, and I thought he, he did a good job. Um, definitely uh, showed why he probably should have been starting. And I think we all made, you know, made that assumption that, you know, he was pressing a little bit during preseason as far as that competition was concerned. Thought he was thinking of, thinking of it a little bit too much. Uh, I'm not sure if you want me to get into the defense yet. Um, yeah, well, my my take of the offense, like I agree, I love the way that he uh, commanded the offense, especially his reaction after he threw the pick. You know, he saw he was visually upset. He knew he made a mistake, but he didn't let him uh, bring him down. He still went out there under control. He held his composure, took the team down the field, did what he had to do. 
Uh, that touchdown pass to uh, Seals Jones was, yeah, it was beautiful. From the beginning, from him setting the play up, buying time, being patient, going through his reads, and then putting the ball in the perfect place where only he could come down with it. And then Seals Jones with the beautiful toe tap, getting both feet in and controlling the ball. I mean, looks like even, you know, me and a starting quarterback for, for years instead of just, you know, this is first week officially being, well, second official start. Third, I mean, uh, official start. So, um, yeah, I just don't understand why Turner went away from the running game. And, uh, you know, I know last week Gibson had an unfortunate turnover, but he was putting up good yards this game. He was averaging uh, 5.3 yards a carry, even though he only had 13 carries. You know, that dude can handle a load of 20, you know, 20, 25 carries a game. So why are we not running the ball more, you know, trying to control the clock? That's one of the other issues, time possession. Last week, it was an 11-minute disparity. This week, it was it was uh, only three. But you want to control the time possession, i.e. run the ball when you have the lead in the fourth quarter with less, you know, a little bit of two minutes left. So um, the offensive line definitely has to uh, do better. Cosme is, you know, getting thrown into the fire. He's had two, you know, formidable opponents that – you know, he's a rookie. He's learning. He has to get experience. So you just want to see, keep seeing progression and, you know, less pressures and less penalties. And then, you know, see him progress. But as all the offense, I think, played, you know, pretty well. They started out a little slow, which has been a trademark of this team for a while. But, you know, the fact that they were able to get it going and put up points when needed in key situations and actually getting seven points instead of seven for three, uh, definitely a move in the right direction. Now, let's, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get the raw and uncut about the defense, dude. Man, go ahead. Let it rip. Uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, first of all, um, you know, people blaming the talent. It ain't the talent, okay? Look, um, Jack Del Rio, look, we. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing whatever. I don't know what – I can't call this. And I tweeted, I can't call what he doing out here. I don't know. Um, you know, I know what Carol's going to say, got responsibility and all of these things. I see that. But you know what? Your defense coordinator got stopped doing things that your guys aren't capable of doing. Why you keep putting Jeff Bostic out there in zone coverage? When has he ever done anything good about zone coverage? Go back and look at his tape from last year and the year before that. I mean, come on, man. You got capable. I, I'd rather see the rookie out there full time. I'd rather see him getting beat than have a guy out there that you know can't cover tight ends, that can't do any type of zone coverage. This dude ain't no London Fletcher. You done lost your mind. Then we got corners that play man. They are aggressive. They do an excellent job. I'd rather see them get beat playing man than playing that clown zone that you got going on. I don't know what that is, but you leaving all kinds of holes open and then everybody looking at the defense like, hey, I don't know. The front four can't get there. Well, why can't they get there? Because ain't nobody covering a soul. You leaving a whole bunch of holes. Got, I mean, first I, I, prime example. So why is it that that trash defense of the Dallas Cowboys can do what they did in the first half to the, the, the Chargers, but Washington football team with all that talent couldn't make that happen? That's Jack Del Rio, man. I'm tired of seeing this garbage. He better go in there and figure it out somewhere. I'm telling you, because right now, it ain't the talent. It's him. And you're not putting these guys in position to make plays. It's very clear. And I'm tired of every time they play Daniel Jones, this dude looked like the second coming. He's not that good, all right? I know what I see. Man running around there looking like he uh, daggone Tom Brady or somebody just gutting people. 
Like, what? Come on. And we looking at the talent like, hey, I don't know. Maybe we're not as good as we think we are. No, that's your coach. Jack Del Rio, you losing it, man. I don't know. I don't know. This is why you're not a head coach, though. And if you keep playing around like this, you won't be a defensive coordinator either. Because this, this game plan you got going on, I don't know where you got it from. But I guarantee you a homeless man on the street can draw up a better game plan than this crap right here. Because it ain't playing to the strengths of what your talent is on that football field. I, I agree with Duje only because I, I was happy they forced field goals in the fourth quarter, right? They had three possessions. They forced the three field goals. If any of those become touchdowns, we lose that game. Uh, so, um, but like they're still against a better team they would have gotten touchdowns probably on those drives. So, you know, I worry about a team like the Bills. Now, I know it's a short week and it's a division rival and, you know, it's defensive NFC East and slugfest things, you know, like these teams know each other so well, but it's it's frustrating because I'm really scared about this Bills team. Now, I know it's not the same Bills team as it looked like last year, at least so far, uh, but they've got a lot more weapons uh, than the Giants do on offense. and. Uh, they they better watch out. Yep. I cannot argue with uh, what you have said, Dujanae, about the uh, Del Rio uh, last week. Uh, I felt like I said I didn't really go all in because I know he was like he was talking about putting in different packages, putting them in situations, trying to figure things out with all the new pieces that's on there. But this week was uh, yeah frustrating as hell. Uh, for one, some of the players, Brandon Collins and uh, uh, Sweat, were on the outside, crashing down too hard, not staying gap responsible. That's why Daniel Jones, you know, made that long run. Same thing with Barkley. But those were really the only long runs that they had in the game. They pretty much shut down the running game. With the passing game, I don't know why Del Rio is so hesitant to send pressure on this stuff because they seem like they only want to get pressure with the front four and then want to drop everybody back in coverage. And then, like you say, run some type of zone that's not playing to the strengths of your defense. Your defense is supposed to be aggressive, causing confusion, reason, wreaking havoc, confusing the quarterback, all this and that. And Daniel Jones, as you mentioned, had one of the better games of his career. We mentioned that he had 40 turnovers in three seasons, but they didn't turn him over once. He had a 102 quarterback rate. So, I mean, he... Out here looking like Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really light it up, but he had a good, efficient game. And it, it's ironic that that's the, I feel like one of the best games he's played against the Washington football team and he lost. And as the other four, you know, he didn't look as good and look as crisp and still got the victory. And the fact that he only has one interception against this team in five starts now is mind-boggling. I don't it, – it's always something. That's why I tell you I hate the Giants more because no matter how bad they are, and no matter how good this team is or coming off of a 30-point blowout win, they still find a way to lose to the Giants. So, mm-hmm. But the defense, um, I think they're still figuring themselves out, especially with Del Rio. He definitely has to step his game up, as Robbie said, going against Buffalo in Buffalo. Uh, they're one-and-one. One. You know, wasn't expecting to be one-and-one. And, one. and uh, I did have this game as the one loss the Washington football team would have in the first four games. So, in order to keep my prediction true, they have to be Buffalo this weekend. Is it possible? Yes. Will it happen? I don't know. We'll definitely talk about that more. Uh, 
Yeah, the defense is just it's, it's been a head scratcher. It's been a head scratcher. Um, what has been your take on Landon Collins? I haven't I've I've watched the games and I've you know looked at him. I haven't had a chance to really examine the game and, and really shadow him. But what has been your uh, assessment of Collins in the first two weeks we've been there? I think Landon is balling. Um, I think he looks stronger than he he looks stronger than he has in past years. Like he looks like strong landing of like his rookie season when he first came out um not what we've seen over the last like you know two to three years especially his last year in new york um i think he's played well i just think that they've been put in really bad positions now i give you that um ain't no way you'd be crashing in i know they wanted to get after daniel jones but there's no way you should be crashing in like that uh, on a quarterback and he can you know when he gets that leverage he's going to get to the outside of you and uh, it's hard to turn around when you're coming in at full speed flip around and try to catch a man and there's nobody behind you um, other than that I thought he's played well and again I, I think it's just you know I, I know I, I come down on on Bostick but Bostick's being asked to do stuff that he ain't good at um, and uh, and you know I really feel like if they can man up on the outside uh and do what they were doing in the preseason i know i've seen some people saying they were playing twos and threes but bullcrap they were playing people's ones and they were dominating their other people's ones in preseason um and whatever they were doing then it needs to come back okay uh this whatever is this phantom zone nonsense um is ridiculous and it's making people look bad and it's making landon look bad i mean we i mean they had him out of coverage one time and I mean, we know that he ain't all, all all that great, especially with over the top coverage. He's not that great at that. And you're asking him to do it. Why? You got two capable safeties back there. And I swear, if I see Troy Apke make another ignorant, dumb play, I'm gonna lose it. Like I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why he's here. But neither here nor there. I'm, I'm just random. I'm, I, you know what? I really can't wait for. I really can't wait for hurt though. Cause I know Hurt got something to say. I know he, I know he got something to say. I can't wait to hear him. Hurt just jumped on, and you just in time. I was going to read a quick comment. Some of the Facebook live feeds. Appreciate y'all uh, tuning in. Before I get Hurt's take, I'm gonna get my man Chris, who's been uh, chiming in. And it, uh, it's too many uh, defensive coaches for the defense to play this bad. Between him and Rivera, they got about 70 years of NFL experience. They should be playing better. And Facts. I can't argue. I can't argue with that sentiment. Facts. And, uh, we got Big Hurt in the building. Uh, we got him in here. You know, Big Hurt does his uh, Redskins uh, spank. I ain't did that in a long time. At a his Washington football team commentary, and yeah, it has his unique perspective. So yeah, I definitely can't wait to hear what Hurt has to say uh, about this one. So Big Hurt in the building. What's going on, sir? Is it Jimmy Mormon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, go. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Something is different this year that wasn't different last year. Let's see. We upgrade that safety by putting Apke on the special teams, but if we upgrade one more time, we can get him off the team, period, because I heard his name called once, and that was because of all sides. Bang. Um, we're supposed to to be upgraded at linebacker and my man Jammin was you know he made a tackle that not everybody makes 
So what is it? I keep hearing that St. Jude's is supposed to be, you know, the guy who replaced Jimmy Mormon, but yo, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't see it. There's too much spacing. It's the same problems I had with uh it's the same problems I had with the defense the last couple of years before Rivera took over. It's just guys opening space. They're finding that empty area in the zone. And some teams have like big holes in the zones. And some teams have small. It seems like ours are really big. Guys are lost in space. They don't know where to go. There's two guys in one spot and one guy's not over here. Things that should have been corrected before we get to game day. It's bad coaching. It's not something that I'm supposed to be saying when I'm talking about Ron Rivera coach teams. It's a problem. It's bad coaching. I thought we were away from that. Guys don't look prepared. They don't look like they know what their assignments are. Yo, your assignment is here. When you call this play, you are assigned to the two gap, the three gap. Anything that comes through there, it's all yours. You're assigned to this area. You're assigned to, you're supposed to be covering the, uh, the, whoever the wide receiver is, whoever the slot receiver is. You're supposed to keep an eye on the running back. If guys have assignments and they're not passing their assignments, then get them off the field and get somebody else on. That was what this team was supposed to be built around. They told us that what was going to be happening, and it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, oh, God. The offense is stagnant. It's like we're up against the wall. We're about to lose now. Uh, well, games are reach. Let's open the playbook up. Let's hit McKissick going up the sideline. Let's uh let's let's try this fade route. We have a quarterback who could throw the fade, and we don't find out until there's two minutes left in the game. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? We got all these like don't we have like some six four receivers? Why are we throwing the fade to them when we get in the red zone? What's going on right now? Why are we throwing the ball with two minutes left in the game and we're up by a point and the running game has been gashing them the entire time? I can't think of the last time I yelled, run the ball. I've never had to yell that with Ron Rivera's coach. I'm like, why is he passing the ball? I mean, you know, God made a great play on the ball. Why are we passing the ball? At no point did I think we want to come back and win the game. I'm like, because we don't have it in us to go down the field and score in 30 seconds. Oh, wait. We do have it in us to go down the field and score in 30 seconds. Well, fuck, we ain't been doing it then. <laughs> I'm, yo, I'm not feeling this team. I'm not feeling them. Now, here's the sad thing that people don't understand about being in first place. This first place technicality is a one-week thing. Because no matter what happens next week, we will not be in first place come this time on, but come this time next week. Hurt, you think we're going to lose? Yes, but that's not why I say that. Because even if we beat Buffalo, the first place team in the NFC East will be the winner of the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. Because one, they will both have a division. One of them will have a division victory, just like us. That's why we're in first place now. But the other one is either going to have a victory over a team that we lost to, that would be Dallas, or if Philadelphia wins, they already have a conference win over Atlanta, which means more than our potential win over Buffalo. So the first place thing, I'm having fun trolling people, but I know it's temporary unless there's a tie. 
and we beat Buffalo. But it ain't going to be no tie. Dallas is going to tie Philadelphia face down. Their offense is working. Their offense is clicking. How come our offense don't click until Kirk Cousins' time? I thought we were past that. I thought we were past getting 100 yards in the last two minutes of the game. I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. And the fact that it can happen and that it only happens when it absolutely has to happen, that means coaching. Too many penalties, too. I'm sorry. Did you have a question for me? Yes. Kurt's house. Yes. We don't get this every week, but we love when we get it. Uh, you made some very, very valid points that uh, yeah, we spoke on, but you always have your special way of getting it out there. And we, I, I love her doing it too because if you read his post game of what how happy he sounded, you know, with the the grades earlier, and then how, <laughs> a couple a couple days well, later, you I, know, I love it. You know, when the game was over, I did the grades, and I stand by the grades. I stand by the grades. Well, some people corrected me on a few things. That I'm kind of left out because I was so at, look, 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 look. <laughs> I got caught up in the emotion of the victory. I'm not going front. I thought we were going to lose. We won. I got caught up in the emotion of victory. But there's a there's a term that I love. It's called post nut clarity. <laughs> they know what it is. We know what it is. It's like, oh yes. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you realize you made a mistake. Be, I know that, I told you I love you a man ago, but now I've had some time to think about it. I don't know if I want you to have my baby. Now we're not going to see that. So, so when the game is over, when the game is over, and all that clarity came running out of me, I did my grades, I did my grades up, asked what's going on. And then the next day, I'm kind of like, I'm watching the game again with that post-nut clarity. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this won't the, do. This, this won't be my favorite thing ever on our show's history. This is this is good. Oh, <laughs> this this is a thing now. I, I told y'all he had something to say, didn't I? Well, well, I, I told you. I don't get to do my own show, so I get to cram two weeks worth of show into these <laughs> right. seconds. I love That's it. That's what's I up. Love I love it, too. Damn, I love it I too. <laughs> on Sunday night show on at the oh bar radio because I get to play the role of hurt on that show. So now <laughs> I understand what my co-hosts go through when I go on. I love it because I mean, for people who don't know, like Hurt was our first producer. He was the guy who rode with us, got us started. You know, a big part of our history, and it's great to have you back on and. Uh, I, with that post nut clarity, it's it's important. It's important that we all we all have it because I was pretty jazzed up too. I'll be honest, that game lulled me to sleep. I passed out on this couch, this very couch that I'm sitting on right now. And luckily, my wife called me and said, "What are you doing?" And I woke up and saw the last three minutes, which was the best part of the game, arguably. The last um, four minutes for fifty seconds is all you can watch. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, dude, it, I, it, it I, worked I, out I for watched. Me. I watched every second of that game. But I've watched the last five minutes, maybe 10 times. But then at some point, I had to go back and watch the whole game. As you watch the whole game, you go from, ah, to, hmm, oh, shit, we got a lot to work on. Mm-hmm. This, won't, this won't do. This ain't going to beat Dallas. We, look, look, it might beat Buffalo because Buffalo ain't quite got together. But our secondary is suspect. 
No one's going to run the ball 100. No one's going to get 100 yards rushing on us. That's not going to – I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that because, you know, the front seven is good, and the linebackers seem to have good side-to-side motion. That's cool. But, one, I see some missed tackles. I see some missed tackles, and that's kind of rearing its ugly head. Two, people have keyed in on Chase Young. Three, uh, I guess Del Rio doesn't like stunts anymore because, um, God, uh, the Giants were begging us to run a stunt against them. They were begging us to. We just decided we weren't going to do it. No stunts. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. But that's not going to work against Buffalo. With Buffalo, we need all of that. We need stunts. We need blitzes. We can't keep rushing four men. The, the, the whole point of rushing four men is so that you can have, you know, the other seven guys in coverage. I don't know if I but want to. But they ain't scheme to do any coverage, though. Yeah, exactly. They're not scheme to do any coverage. If you're not going to cover nobody, you might as well blitz. Exactly. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm failing to realize, why they're running so much zone. When yeah, you just, just blitz. Just, just, yo, just, just blitz. Exactly. Yeah. And when, But when they did blitz, they were getting pressure and, and forcing three and, you know, forcing, you know, them to punt the ball. Yeah, and, and then they're like, all right, cool. We don't have to blitz for a while. It's just like we're running the ball. We're running the ball. We're getting five yards to carry. All right, let's uh, go back to cover let's four. Some side to side stuff, because that's worked so well for us historically. The side to side stuff. I don't. Let's go this way. When you have a quarterback who has shown you that he can throw that way, let's have him throw this way. What? Foolishness. Let's throw some screens to the tight end. Not to Terry McLaurin, not, not to your speedy guy. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, yeah, with Turner, uh, yeah, some of his play calls <clears throat> head scratcher. I mean, the tight end screen did get a first down. So it know, did. It I, did. I, it I, did. I see, you know, because, you know, Kansas one of the three times we used it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, he had some head scratcher moments that I'll be sitting here like, nah, I coach defense, but I know that was a bad call for offensive coordinator. So I'm I'm hoping that it's just him still trying to find the balance of the changeover from Fitzpatrick to Heineke. I'm I'm a you know I'm I'm stretching that one. But yeah, he's stretching that one. <laughs> yeah, but see, my thing is I feel like <laughs> that should open the playbook up more, not close it. I'm yeah. not saying Heineke's better than Fitzpatrick. I'm saying Heineke's better than Fitzpatrick. <laughs> So the playbook should open more. It shouldn't close. It should open more every week. We shouldn't see less than we saw against San Diego. And this week against Buffalo, we should see more than we saw against the Giants. Because less isn't going to beat them. Mm-mm. But at the same time, all we've been saying for the last four years, three years, especially last year, if we just had a quarterback to give us 25 points, 25, 30 points, just, just around that. We will win this many percentage of games. Well, you have a quarterback who can clearly, clearly get you three touchdowns a game. You have a kicker who can get you, you know, two out of three field goals a game. And four out of five if he gets two chances. More on that another time. But the defense isn't doing what they were supposed to do. 
Now, I don't want to say they were overhyped. And I'm not going to sit here and act like you're going against two world beaters. But, man, if they're ever going to show up, he needs to show up against, uh, they need to show up against Allen this week. He's going to pick the zone apart. If we come with that cookie-cutter defense, if we come with that missionary offense, they are going to pipe us down. There will be no post-nut clarity. It will just be us waiting on a hot towel in last place in the division. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm, – I'm hopeful that this 10-game – I mean, 10 day, uh, you know, layoff there in there, you know, trying to get to the root of some of these problems. And hopefully Ron is, you know, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Looking at Jack, like, look, dog, you know, we didn't work together for a long time and this ain't it. So you need to step your game up because we're going to Buffalo against one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And they, like you said, they haven't looked like themselves in the first two weeks. We don't want to be that team that they get right on. So, you need to have a game plan that's going to be effective. You need to play, put the players in position to win and go out there and achieve and out there and be successful. If not, I might need to take over the play call of duty. If that happens, they will fire you here. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking this is a pivotal game for this team. I said that last week with the Giants game because they went down 0 2 trying to go to Buffalo and win in Buffalo. And yeah, you played a lottery on that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely a little frustrated at the inconsistency I've seen with the defense. But, like I say, we're, we were expecting them to pick up where they left off at the end of last season and not remembering that they did start off in the bottom of the league at the beginning of the first four weeks, and then they got things together. Hopefully it doesn't take four weeks for them to figure things out. Like last year, you know, they had the excuse of not having OTAs and having preseason. But this year you had that, so it shouldn't take – this long to get things figured out. So I'm hopeful and optimistic that they have things figured out and play a much better game against Buffalo. Hopefully. Hopefully. Very, because we need to, with losing to San Diego, you know, we need to steal a game back that we were supposed to lose. And it would be nice if we could get a game against a playoff contender, a team that's supposed to go deep in the playoffs, we need to beat one of them. I don't care if it's Tampa. I don't care if it's uh, Kansas City. I don't care if it's Buffalo. We, we need to beat one of these deep playoff teams. Period. I agree. Real, real quickly, I got a scoring update. Nats Miami is now tied 7-7. So Nats shockingly are falling apart. Uh, top of the eighth right now, two outs, two, two count. And surprisingly, the Lions are beating Green Bay going into the second half here by just a field goal. But uh, Goff looks pretty good in comparison. I just don't know. Someone questioned this earlier. Did Aaron Rodgers come back just to like hinder this team? Like, what is Look, going on? Aaron, he's not happy. He's not happy. First of all, when was the last time you saw a trade work out for both teams? Detroit's happy, the Rams are happy. I mean, everybody's happy. Let's start there. But Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm going to have to sit him in my fantasy league because he is clearly unhappy. He's playing like it. He's coming out looking like he just stole a muffler off of a truck. Talk about don't panic. No, no. Just 
If you want out, just say you want out. I yeah. think he made that clear, though, Hurt. They <laughs> no, didn't no, want yeah, yeah, yeah. to no, yeah, let him but, go. The elephant is in the room. I agree with you. The elephant is in the room, and everybody at the, in the organization looking around like, what's going on? And we got a big old elephant standing in the room, and nobody's saying nothing. Nobody. Aaron Rodgers already done called you out. So it's an uncomfortable situation for a football team. Like, I mean, who, that's the stupid – yeah. It's I mean, the stupidest honestly, thing ever. I mean, to me, honestly – I've been on record as saying this. For one, I feel Aaron Rodgers is overrated. Two, how are you going to get butt hurt because they didn't consult you when they decided to draft another quarterback? They didn't look at the track Brett. record, though, bro. Well, they didn't consult Brett Favre when they drafted They sure you, didn't. They sure didn't. So how are you going to get upset and you want to, you know, bitch about that, talking about you want to be traded? Now, i.e., I don't have a problem. I mean, if he's – playing this bad because he's trying to prove a point because now with the new CBA you can't sit out. That's why the whole Watson situation has me scratching my head trying to figure out what's going to go on down there. But if you sit out you're under contract. You don't occur another year. Your contract rolls over to the following year. So I figure he's just playing out his contract until he can go somewhere next year. Is he tanking and playing bad because he hates Green Bay now? I don't know. Last week I don't know what happened in that game. He quit. He quit last week. (laughs) He was done. He was like, man, I ain't putting up with this no more. I don't, we getting we out here getting throttled. And tonight, I mean, I feel like he's playing, but he's showing they don't really they didn't bring in the talent that's necessary. And I did he not get did he not say that they brought back uh dang, who did they bring back that they let go? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall so Cobb. where where has he been? Where is Randall Cobb? He ain't been seen for two games. Oh yeah, he he I saw him earlier. He had some Gatorade in his hand. <laughs> he was passing it out. That's the only pass that was completed. No exactly. Out to exactly. So I mean, I don't know. I, do I guarantee you, if this get out of hand, he's gonna do the same thing. You're gonna find in it, you're gonna find the second string in there. He ain't going in there like that. Mm-mm. Randall Cobb has was a great weapon for him. I remember the year I had on my fans football and he won a couple games for me. So but he ain't winning. Why, yeah, they so, ain't even out there. Yeah, so why like, do you think don't have it? Why bring him back? Yeah, so so yeah, so what do you think is really going on? I don't know why we're talking about Green Bay. Yeah, I, I mean, why do you think it's going on? What's going on? He just don't want to be there. I don't think, he, yeah, he I don't don't think he's going there. out there like I'm gonna play terrible. I think he his heart just isn't in it. His heart isn't in Green Bay. It's like you gotta get up and go to work every day at a job that you like. Look, I can I can look back when I was working at Ford, I can look back on the week before they fired me. <laughs> just the way I was coming to work every day. I was begging to be fired. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want, I was just like, every day I was basically walking to my boss going, hey, fuck you. Not literally, <laughs> but I might as well. See, I've been on the other side of that spectrum where they mm-hmm. wanted to get rid of me, but they couldn't. And I was being an asshole just because I could, because I knew they couldn't get rid of me. So I'm that type of ass. So like I know you want me to go, but you're not gonna be able to fire me because I have a rule book on my well, back. That's that's how it was. That's how it was the years before. That's yeah, how it was. Did. Look, I, I promise this is a true story. Okay, <laughs> my boss pulled me into a meeting one day, and he was like, "Why shouldn't I fire you right now?" I was like, "Cause you're not gonna get none of them old fuckers upstairs to work till six. <laughs> and he just took a deep breath. And he was like. Yo, right. you can't keep doing this to me. I was like, yeah, all right, all right. I hear you. I hear you. Don't flex on me, bro. Like, you ain't gonna fire me. Fuck you, mean. 
Shitty boy. <laughs> do what I do the way I do it. Yeah, it's just what it's just what it was. That's just what it was. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. Like I said, I've always felt like Aaron Rodgers has been overrated. Everybody talking about he never had help and they never gave him help. Like, that's bull. And you know, he's got one Super Bowl. One. What makes him so great? What makes him to be able to feel like he can demand a trade? I just don't see it, man. I, I don't. I, I just don't see it. But I mean, just real quickly, th- sometimes he just has a magical throws. Though. I mean, he's throwing these like crazy, just now. Yeah, and, and you know, so sometimes it just brings you back to reality, and you're like, holy, like how many people can throw from midfield and like make a touchdown? I mean, I, I know we don't, but he obviously is very mental, right? I think that you know, sadly, you know, has had he's uh, a. a, a a shitty human being, honestly, as a person. That's what most yeah. people around him say. So that's why, you know, it's like I, I just don't I, I just don't see it. I don't I don't see strong. it. Growing. I mean <laughs> look it, hey it's already out there, man. It ain't like I'm the first person to say this. It's on the record that people say that yeah he's he's yeah it's he's, true. Yeah so I mean it's true. he I don't see why he gets so many, you know, passes when, you know, he hasn't shined in those great moments and got to find a way to make his team, you know, excel. Everybody has missing pieces on their team. Everybody has injuries in playoff time. So why does he get a pass and say that, oh, well, he never really had help. He didn't have a complete defense. He didn't have an all-star running back or, or wide receiver. A lot of uh, players that, you know, got to the promised land, didn't have that, but they were a great quarterback that made their team better. And when that crunch time came, they were able to take them over that hump. So that's a good point. Pat Mahomes, he won a Super Bowl without a defense. And he's well, great. some 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 players make their team better on the court. True. And on the field, some uh, players make their team better uh, through trades, you know, <laughs> and and Aaron Rodgers is somebody who's going to, you know, make his teammates better by getting them open and making passes. That's just, he's not that Tom Brady type of guy. Mm-hmm. I can agree on that. I wouldn't call him overrated, but he clearly needs pieces. Green Bay clearly isn't giving it to him. I think it's time for him to sever ties. Yep. But you know I'm going to go back because I don't consider Joe Montana great. That's another whole conversation. I know y'all probably ready to Man, you are. You <laughs> on it today. I, I, I got to go. <laughs> oh, this this guy, yo. <laughs> no, I don't consider Joe Montana great. He had a weak division where he got, you Hey, know, Robbie, what's up with your eight, guy over here? He had eight, he had eight victories. Up, I mean, six victories pretty much guaranteed. All right. I'm, I'm going to call. I'm going to call Carol's phone. I think somebody, <laughs> something's going the first on. round by gets a weak division, and you get a first round by the playoffs at, at home, and you well, have let, to win one game to make it. I'm gonna get him on the phone. I somebody, <laughs> I don't know who this is. reflect that. Dog, if the white clock wasn't six six, if the white clock wasn't six six, that would have been an incomplete pass in the end zone for the test. <laughs> hey, that's all I'm saying. Yo, look, wow. that's all I'm saying. Hey, look. I can't be a part of this conversation. I have some things pending. I can't even I, do Toxic Tuesday anymore. I, I, I have my mama. I name on some paper. I can't be a part of this conversation. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. A, a, a bridge too far. So, hey, 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 hurt started it, man. Hurt started it. 
All right, let's get back to the Washington football team since I've completely derailed us somehow with a Green Bay scoring update. Should never have mentioned Green Bay was playing football. <laughs> anyway, all right. So all right. Let's go ahead and wrap up this say I know Dude and Ace has been off like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we always lure him for too long. It's all right. right. Like, I got to be off in 30. I got stuff to do. Prom, I got to be off in 30. I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get there. Hurt came on, and next time I'm off the I, don't, I don't even know how he got here. But all, all right. right. All right, Dude, real quickly, your thoughts on the upcoming game, and then you can get out of here with some uh, – let us know where we can find other stuff as well. This is tough, man. Um, uh I'm with Hurt. Like, I think they can do it. Um, the way that the defense is played, though, and, and the schematics of it uh, lends to that they won't do it. Um, and I believe I picked them not to win this game, but I'm with Hurt as well. They have to steal something. You 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 gave up one in the first game. You got to steal one back. Um, I'm going to lean into – they're going to fight. I just think the defense is not going to – it, we're going to see much of the same, especially against a, a football team uh, that has a lot more weapons um, than than the first two teams that they faced. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully, like like Carol said, ten days. Maybe Jack Del Rio will have come out of his stupor and uh, you know maybe dialed up something that uh, can get these guys in position to make plays. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we will see, but I'm taking them as an L. I think it'll be uh, maybe a 10-point loss. It could be more than that if if the offense uh, starts slow uh, and we start throwing side to side and not not vertical. So um, we'll we'll just have to see, man. Um, it'll be interesting, though. Uh, y'all know where y'all can find me, at sportsjourney.com. The, the show is there, uh, the breakdown. It's also on uh, Sports OTHP, and I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to chat at me, it's at NotBland21. Also, check the NotBland21 show out on Ghostcast. Appreciate you guys. Always fun to be on. It hurt. I knew you were going to bring it today. I just had that feeling. Love it, brother. I didn't know. Love it. <laughs> I didn't know here, Love it. Uh, I, I, I didn't have any of this planned, but it just, it just kind of took me where it took me. <laughs> Real quickly, this is the only game on our schedule where everyone gave it an L. It was very consistent I across so. the board. Not a single person thought we would. Even the Bucks, the defending champions, some people took us as winning the, that game. But this one, everyone has it as an L. So maybe, like I find maybe. whenever everyone picks us as a win, you know, we always lose those games. Maybe this could be the one where they surprise us. Well, I'll be honest, like, you know, this is going to be the best defense we played and the best offense we played. Like they haven't shown us they can stop any offense and they really haven't shown us they can overcome just any defense. You know, um, San Diego is not really known for their defense, but they did good enough against us. And, you know, the giants are a wreck, but you know, this is going to be a, a, a big upgrade on defense. It's going to be a big upgrade on offense. I didn't know that San Diego ran a five, two. Nobody runs a 5-2 in the NFL right now, but they – I think that's where the confusion came from. They run a freaking 5-2 that I didn't even know about until I saw them play. Yeah. You only see that on Madden. And like I said, <laughs> I guess, like Ron Rivera said, they did a great job of disguising what they were going to do. They didn't play anything. They didn't show anything in the preseason. Yeah. So we had to be the test dummies, you know. Then Dallas comes along and takes the glory. 
just barely no, with some no. help from the referees, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but Buffalo, monster though. Buffalo is who we think they are. You know, they got a young quarterback who's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got a defense that's pretty good. We can't play no games with these guys. We can't. We need to tailor. We need to take the ten days, a tailor-made game plan for them. We need to be watching game film. We need to be watching for Josh Allen's cues because he's still young, and we need to show him something he hasn't seen before. Otherwise, yeah, it's got to be completely enough, man. I, yeah. I think I this has the potential to be a dog walking. Right. I think you got to like the defense has to look completely different than the first two weeks. Like it just got to be a different scheme. Everything. It's got to almost throw that out the window. There was, there was some progress on defense. They did better on third down conversion, even though they didn't get off the field in some key situations. Yeah. But you know, I mean, just, Jones. you know, I always got to try to be the awesome, <laughs> the optimist. When they Jones, the, man. The you know how I, needs well, to change. Yeah. You know how I feel about Daniel Jones. Change. I think he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in history. <laughs> I don't even feel like he's overrated. I think everybody knows that he's not that good. I don't. I don't think that, that he's overrated anymore. Some people still have faith in him that he can turn because he does have the tools. He just hasn't put it together. He reminds me of a uh, of a he's more talented heat shooter. He reminds me of a more talented heat shooter. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I mean, he does. I mean, he's more. He's athletic. He has the arm. He has the. You see, he has the intangibles. He just hasn't put it together. So, I mean, if they give him a shot, they have faith in him. They still put him out there. So, I guess they put him out there trial by fire. But he has. They don't have a choice. It, that that too. <laughs> but I mean, he has the tools to be successful. He just has to figure it out. And like Heineke, you know, went through all the stuff that he went through. XFL. Uh, I mean, Arena League backup. You know, bagging groceries, you know, going back to school to now, you know, the light is on and, you know, the sky's the limit for this kid. So, I mean. Carol, real quickly, do you think, I, I keep on thinking it reminds me a lot of Eli Manning in some ways. Do you think Eli Manning or Daniel Jones is better? Did you think that Daniel Jones reminds you of Eli? Yeah. Uh, mm. I really. I really can't see that. Just, but just not not in how he plays, but just his inconsistency. Like moments where you oh, think he's like really good, and then there's moments where you're like, ah, you know, maybe you're average. Yeah, it's like you know. Yeah, that's, that's what you're saying. Sometimes he's Peyton, and sometimes he's just Eli. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, he only does it against the Washington football team, though. So I mean, it isn't like he's doing against other teams on a consistent basis. He just has the Washington football team's number. Or Eli also didn't do it consistently against anybody. He won a couple of Super Bowls with a good defense, but it wasn't like he was, you know, always this amazing talent. Yeah. I mean, he made some key throws, the Tyree throw, the helmet joint, right. you know, the toe tap joint, you know, Plexico. So, I mean, he 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 made some key throws and some key moments. But, uh, yeah, Daniel Jones, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not really sold on him. I, I, don't, I don't mind he's up there and they're trying to figure it out and they have nobody else. You know, hopefully. they figure out for the next 10 years. I hate the Cowboys because the Giants will find a way to beat us. If they 0 and 10 and the, and the Washington football team is 9 and 1, they'll find a way to beat the Washington football team that next week. I, I, that's why I hate the Giants more than the Cowboys. So that's just me. Oh, I can't, I, I can't hate anybody more than the Cowboys. But anyway, I just get it. Go ahead and uh, wrap up this football segment. What is your feelings on this game? 
you know, deeply, do you think that this team can end up 2-1? You said it's a possibility that Buffalo plays the way they play. But let's say best-case scenario, Del Rio figures, you know, has a better game plan. Scott Turner actually runs the ball and, you know, plays the Heineke strengths. Do you think this team, that this game could be a pivotal game to get them on the right track if those things fall into place? Me? Big hurt. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, yo, look, if they come out and they hit dang, if they come out and they hit Josh Allen in the mouth, and they come out and they make him go three and out in the first play, and Chase Young is a disruptive force, and they show him a, a look that he can't, that he hasn't seen before, and we score first. I think we absolutely can control the game with the run and 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 uh, really control the game. But this whole plan from behind, this whole thing that we've fallen in, in love with of, yeah, let's let them score first. Let's let them march down the field. Let's see what they got, and then we'll counter. While it's cool that we have the coaching ability to do that, that's not going to work this game. We need to hit them in the mouth early. We need to hit them in the mouth hard. They need to start with the ball. I talk about Buffalo starts with the ball. We need to get them with a three and out or a four and out, whatever we got to do, give them the punt, get the ball back, go down the field, right down their throat, and um, control the game. Let them play catch up with us. Make them and put them in a position where they have to, where they have to pass the ball, where Chase Young gets to like just put his ears back and go straight forward. Let's blitz. Because that extra guy in coverage ain't covering shit. But um, I don't see us winning this game. I don't see it. All right. Uh, I would love to be wrong. I just I don't I don't. I think the key is if you win time of possession, right? If you can somehow keep their offense off the field and somehow you know grind them down with a run game and mix and match it up and try some exotic plays and not just run the same thing and maybe even run if a play is working like a tight end screen, maybe you run it a few more times. I don't know. Just like. Look. San Diego did that to us. San Diego ran the same three plays on us over and over and over and over. They ran the same three plays. We cut one of them out and they went with the other two. Like, yeah, let's just keep calling it. Let's just call, let's call the same out route to both sides, to either side of the field until they stop it. And they and we never stopped it. I would love to have that. God, I remember Jay Gruden would call a play that would work and we would never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> because Jay Gruden had a place. I'm going to call each of these plays. The two tight end set. That joint would be successful one week. There go 10 yeah, yo, we, we, Two we, and we, three yeah. tight end set. Yeah, and throw, throw for 300 yards and run for over 150 yards. And next week we'll see three, three wide receivers, one running back, and one tight end the whole fucking game. Look, I'm talking about in the same game. I'm talking about, oh. yo, tight end. Like, oh, yo, that little, that little, that little, uh, that little slot slant in the middle, that's working. Oh, that's it? We're not going to see it again? We're not going to run that play again? Okay, well, shit. Yeah. Fuck you, too. But, yeah, don't, 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 don't. I don't want to go back to those dark days, man. I don't want to go back to the big days. <laughs> then, then, then let's win this. Then let's go out and win a game we're not supposed to win. Mm-hmm. And we don't, have to, we don't have to talk about the old days. I got to bounce, fellas. I got to bounce. But, yeah. um. All right, Big Herd. Let them know where you are. They can find you at and what you got going on on YouTube. Before. Man. Look, right now, my main focus is uh, life versus lymphedema on YouTube. That's my main focus. Um, other than that, I'm 
Hertz House on Instagram, Hertz House on Twitter, Hertz House on Facebook. Normally I do Tactic Tuesdays, but I can't because people are watching my page because I got some big stuff coming up soon. So I'm keeping my nose clean. Yeah, I, I had to take to down my Ric Flair post. Yeah, I had to refrain from posting some things too lately with some of the things I got going on. I got people watching my page too. So I totally understand, brother. Appreciate you taking the time out. I know you got a busy Monday. Appreciate you taking the time out. And uh, we'll catch you next time we get you all here. And, uh, all right, man. I'll see y'all. And see y'all in two weeks. I'm not going to want to talk to y'all after this Buffalo game. Yeah, we're going to have to trademark the uh, post nut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> post nut clarity. Clarity, It's the most. It's the most. It's the most clarity you'll ever have. Hey, her, go start. Get go get the patent for that tomorrow. We got some t-shirts. I'm serious. Get that's, the trademark. That's the next. That. That's the next sports in the hell podcast merch yeah. right there. Get yeah. the on that. I'm gonna call my t-shirt guy. We got to get that, that shirt out there, though. I'll tell you what, that's a hell of a name of a podcast. Let me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it to us one more time before you got here. Hmm? You got to drop it one more time before you leave. Man. Post nut clarity. There you go. I'm going to <laughs> Catch y'all later, man. All right, man. Be easy. Here. Oh, man. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> All, right, dude, All right, fellas. Appreciate you checking us out, man. Appreciate no you problem. Out, man. No problem. Classic episode. And uh, we'll catch you next time we get you on. I'll see if you're free next week and see if we can try to get you off in 30 minutes next week. Bro. It is what it is, man. I just make it happen. And, uh, you know, it's great stuff. It makes for a great show. So awesome. <laughs> no, no, awesome no, stuff, no. guys. I'm definitely chopping this one up. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Really do. Hey, right, bro. I'll holler at you, man. Later, the name of this man. episode is the one with the post nut clarity, right? You know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a classic yeah oh my god oh boy oh boy robbie boy we wouldn't be your last episode boys <laughs> i know i tell you uh, oh no i mean anyway green bay's up 21 to 17 now um aaron Rodgers uh try to go uh, deep there um and then that last play uh yeah crazy Crazy week. Real quickly, uh, Carol, go through. I, I know they're both losing series, but go through these Nats with me real fast, and then uh, we can talk about more exciting things with DC United and less exciting things with the Mystics. Uh, and we can round it off, but it's gonna be hard to top that segment. You know, it's. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna do <laughs> real quick. I'm gonna go turn the channel and see what the score, of the current game is now. Because I uh, put the watch the football game on because they started uh, giving the lead up. I know you said it was tied at seven seven, so we're going to see if the Nats can pull this one out. Yeah, it's still tied seven seven. The Marlins are now in the bottom of the ninth, so they could win it here. So we have got Tanner Rainey in now pitching. I feel better with Tanner Rainey and some of the other guys. They tried it out there, but I'm going to put the football game back on because I don't want to see them lose what I'm going <laughs> yeah. last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're currently sixty-one and eighty-eight. Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten. Uh, I even stopped looking at how many games they're behind. I think pretty much they're eliminated from playoff contention. Shockingly, they're not actually, but yes, they should yeah, be. Yeah, they, they will be soon. I mean, they're 20, 27 games under five hundred. What uh, a sorry division! 
Yeah, it's been, I mean, a Mets are falling apart, which was to be expected, but, you know, Atlanta's in the division still, so them and Philly are going at it for the uh, only playoff spot coming out of this division because the West has pretty much both wildcard spots locked up. Now, I think the San Diego's in third place now. I think uh, St. Louis is in second along with the... Actually, Philadelphia's moved up there. They're only th- three and a half games back, and Cincinnati's three games back. Right now, the Dodgers... And the Cardinals are the two wild card. And then it's Cincinnati, Philly, San Diego right behind them. Um, on the, uh, and then on the other side, Boston and Toronto are leading the wild card. I'm sure somewhere Brian is very upset. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Yankees have kind of fallen apart here. Well, they they were five- nothing when I turned the game on. They were, they were playing it up for nothing earlier. So uh, they got a good start. Hopefully they can figure things out. They're currently up four to three. Uh, they are in the top of the eighth, I believe. So Texas is up. They're playing in Yankee Stadium. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go through the week there was and preview the upcoming week and Gary, Gary get out of here because uh, yeah, it's not too many good things to talk about. With this national team last week, they were shut out twice. First series, they had a three-game series versus the Marlins, who they're playing currently right now, who are at the bottom of the ninth for the 7-7 tie. Last week, they lost two out of three to the Marlins. The first game was a 3 nothing shutout. Uh, Sandy Alcantara earned the victory. That puts him at 9-15. He That was the game we were doing during the show where the Nets almost got no hit. He gave up a hit in the uh, eighth inning. Uh, he only gave up one hit after going eight with uh, no runs, giving up seven strikeouts and no walks. Uh, Paolo Espino took the loss. That put him at four and five. He went six innings, giving up six hits with one earned run, six strikeouts and two walks. And Dylan Floro earned the save for the Marlins. That was his 11th. He went uh, one inning, giving up one hit, no runs with no strikeouts and no walks. Uh, there were no offensive highlights for the national team. Uh, 8-2 was the t- uh, the lone game that the Nationals won in the second game. Eric Fetty earned the victory. That put him at 7-9. He went five innings, giving up three hits, one run with eight strikeouts and no walks. Jesus Lazardo took the loss for the Marlins. That dropped him to 5-8. and eight. He went four and a third innings, giving up seven hits, four runs with one strikeout and one walk. <clears throat> Excuse me, Juan Soto went three for four with the RBI single. Rising in at one for five with the solo home run. And Escobar had an RBI double and went one for four. And the last game of the series was an 8 6 loss. Uh, Paul Campbell took the victory for the Marlins. That put him at two and three. He went one inning, gave him two hits with one and run, uh, one earned run with one strikeout and no walks. Kyle Finnegan took the loss. That dropped him to five and seven. He went in the third, giving up four hits, four runs with one strikeout and one walk. And Dylan Floor earns his 12th save in this game, giving uh, going one inning, giving no hits, no runs with one strikeout and no walks. Lane Thomas went two for five with the RBI single. And Juan Soto went two for four with the sacrifice fly. Um, like I mentioned before, when they lost the series to the Marlins a couple of weeks ago, this is a team we normally manhandle and we're not even in the competition, but we know what happened. You know, Nats had to trade some key players to get some youth in the minor leagues to, you know, groom and get ready for the big leagues and get us back to where we used to be in it, fighting for the division crown and playoff spots and, you know, being the World Series contender. 
But unfortunately, they lost two out of three to the Marlins, who are basically advancing the Marlins and fighting for the bottom of the division right now. Uh, after that series, they had a day off on Thursday and traveled and played Colorado, who they also lost two out of three to. Uh, first game was a 9-8 loss. Lucas Gilbreth earned the victory for Colorado. He went, uh, that put him at 2-1. and one. He went two-thirds of eight in with no hits, no runs, one strikeout, and no walks. <clears throat> Excuse me, Kyle Finnegan took the loss. That dropped him to 5-8. and eight. He went one inning, giving three hits, two earned runs, and no strikeouts, and one walk. And the save went to Carlos Estevez. That was his ninth for Colorado. He went one inning, giving up two hits, no runs, with a strikeout and no walks. Lane Thomas went two for five and had a three-run home run. And Luis Garcia went one for five with the RBI single. Uh, the second game was a six-to-nothing loss by the Nationals. Uh, Cal Freeland earned the victory for Colorado. That put him at six and eight. He went six innings, giving up seven hits, no runs, with seven strikeouts and one walk. Patrick Corbin, after having a stellar outing the previous one where he earned a victory, put up another inconsistent, you know, whatever you want to call it, that dropped him to 8-15. Eight eight and 15. He went four innings, giving up nine hits, six runs, five of those earned with five strikeouts and three walks. There were no offensive highlights in this game being the worst. In the last game of the series, they were able to get back and actually get a shutout and win 3 nothing to salvage one game and not get swept by Colorado, who was in playoff contention. Uh, Paolo Espino earned the victory. That put him at 5-5. Five and five. He went 5-2 five and two thirds, giving up three hits, no runs, with seven strikeouts and three walks. Uh, John Gray took the loss. That dropped him to 8-11. and 11. He went four innings, giving up three hits, two runs, five strikeouts, and two walks. And Kyle Finnegan earned the save for his 10th of the season, going one inning with no hits, no runs, with one strikeout, and one walk. Juan Soto went one for four with a solo home run. Yadiel Hernandez had an RBI single, went two for four. And Luis Garcia had an RBI single, went one for three. And uh, pretty much nothing to say about it. Like I said, we know where we are. Just going to look at the upcoming schedule and get ready to get up out of here because – I'm starting to get a little hungry after, you know, enjoying some of these adult beverages. Yes. Um, Real quick, uh, I was just going to say, right now, it's still 7-7, full count, 3-2 with two outs here on the bottom of the ninth. And Aaron Rodgers is just tearing it up now. I feel like he heard us talking some shit and um, just had a wide receiver go over 100 yards receiving. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're knocking on it. They just got a penalty, so it's first and 20. They're on the 21-yard uh, line, so they're just outside of the red zone. But um, I took them uh, to pick them, but I still think he overrated. Yeah. Uh, that, another flag. I think it's another hold, I mentioned this thing. But, uh, anyway, I just asked the question to Carly, who's one of our mods, and I appreciate Carly and DC's People's Champ uh, for uh, chilling in chat over here on Twitch. Um, I asked Carly what was her favorite sport to watch, and she said hockey is her favorite sport to watch in person, but on TV, it's football. Uh, Carol, is that how you feel too? Do you think hockey is the best sport to watch in person, and football is your favorite on TV, or, or how do you, where do you rank them? Oh, this is, and you now you're gonna you're gonna give my now you're 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 pulling information from me, Rob. I just want to show my age. <laughs> I haven't actually been to a live hockey game 
since the Capitals played at U.S. Air Arena. I gotta get. I gotta take you to a game sometime. I gotta go. So, I do remember going as I was going to hockey games when I was young because my dad had uh, worked for Coca Cola and they had the Sky Suite, and we used to go to all the clubs. So I remember at a young age how crazy it was at a hockey game. So that's what got me in love with hockey at a young age. But there's nothing like a live football game. I love hockey. I haven't been to a playoff game in a long time, so I haven't been that that atmosphere like you've experienced during, you know, playoff time. So as of right now, until I go get back to a playoff game for hockey, a football game, no matter if it's regular season or playoff, I've been to a playoff game before, the lone playoff game at FedEx, uh, one of the lone playoff games at FedEx really against the Detroit Lions uh, years ago. But it's nothing like a live football game, even though hockey is to me the best live sporting event to go to but because of my football background i still have to say football right i feel that i feel that i still something about a hockey game and the energy and so that oh what a great play so easy easy touchdown um kind of almost like a, a wheel route out to the outside jones um just 11 yard td reception they just basically made all the flow go to the right and then he just the pages to the left and just, I mean, they made it look really easy. Um, but uh, extra point coming here. They're coming alive. Um, are you watching the football game? Do you have yeah, that one on? Yeah. Yeah. I meant to talk to her about the fantasy football. We got so caught up on. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I brought up so many times. I yeah, kept on lobbing grenades and just like. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted my fantasy football, and I could have been victorious if I put in Cordell Patterson. But you know, it is what it is. I'll be back next week with a vengeance. We're at the top of the tenth. We've got a man on as they do um, on second uh, with zero outs. Top of the tenth. We'll see how uh, the Nationals do with. Uh, do you like this rule? Don't like this rule? I know it started the year. We we I, I don't. I know that Brian hates the kinda, rule. Yeah, I kind of agree with Brian. I like it, but to do it off the break, I understand, like he said, you know, do it maybe after it goes two, maybe it goes to the 11th and nobody scores. Then you put the man on second. I like it, and maybe that tweak will make it, you know, acceptable. But, yeah, I, I would rather see at least an inning or two of regular, you know, without the man on second. If nobody scores, then, like, okay, Let's put a man on second. Let's get this game over with. See who's able to take advantage of the situation. Kind of like hockey, throw throw the gimmick after the first five minutes and not right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That's a, yeah. That's pretty much a good way to look at it. Yeah, just go with the regular flow. See if anybody can get anything going. Two winnings, and then after that, top of the eleventh. If nobody has got anything going in the first, uh, I still think in hockey we should have two five minute um, three on threes. It's like they switch sides, you know. And I mean, then it's go like to, football now with overtime that both, you know, if you don't score a touchdown, you keep a field goal, the other team still gets a shot yeah. to, you know, win the game. So I think, yeah, I think that would be cool if they would, uh, you know, do that instead of, you know, automatically putting the man on second right after, you know, the ninth inning. Say so give it an inning, give it two innings. If nobody gets anything going, nobody gets on base, then okay, hey, let's put the man on second. See what happens after that. You know, so in the twelfth inning, yeah, you, you switch it up. Kind yeah, of. I say yeah after the twelfth inning, yeah, give it two winners, nothing happens after that. So I think that would be a good medium because I, you know, Brian said he hated it. I liked it, but like he had a valid point. Like, why would you do that right? You know, going into the tenth, why don't you at least give it an inning or two 
to see if they can get something going. If not, then put the man on second. So I think that would be a good compromise to some of the folks that don't like it. If they could do something like that, it would be a good idea, I think. Real quickly, I, my favorite uh, overtime scenario is actually college football. And they've tweaked it this year. It's interesting. So, you know, I do pick them. Uh, so we have 10 games that I suddenly care about, like diehard fan, have three TVs. We do a whole big thing with it with Liz. And it's super fun because uh, I wouldn't care about half of them. I mean, we care about A&M, but that would be like the only game we would watch usually, you know. And so this gets me invested, like we do with Pick'em, you know, for uh, the NFL. And one of the games uh, went to multiple overtimes. First of all, uh, Utah was down two touchdowns. Uh, they missed the extra point. So now you need eight. They they get the ball back. They march down the field. They get the touchdown. They get the two-point conversion. Goes to overtime. First overtime, normal rules. You just, you go, uh, you know, you can do whatever. Go for one, go for two. Uh, it's, so both of the teams score. Goes to a second overtime. Second overtime, you got to go for two. You can't just go for extra points anymore, you know? So that's cool. Um, then it was still tied. And then after that, it used to be you still started from the 25 and you did it for three, four, five. And I've seen a seven overtime game. But for player safety, they're like, it's too much, right? It just, you know, these games go too long. These kids don't even get paid, you know, so it's, you know, it's rough. So now it's just after the second one, it's just two-point conversions. No touchdowns, just both teams line up for a two-point conversion. And it's like a shootout, like hockey. And like, see who misses the two-point conversion first. And uh, Utah made what they thought made the two-point conversion, but they said they trapped it and they, and they reviewed it and it was no good. And the game ended on, on a replay. It was, like, but it was still crazy. And I like it because both teams get a true shot at it. And uh, I think it's a cool uh, formula and it's very exciting. So uh, without being too much wear and tear, on on the players and uh, anyway so i i just want to give a shout out to the new rules is the first game i had seen uh, go past two overtimes in college football with the new 2021 rules and i thought it was kind of interesting so that's kind of why i like the way the nfl does it because it's like a progression from college to the next level like when you're in college yeah you get that fair battle going back and forth you get one chance i get another chance and if it doesn't go boom 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 but the NFL, you got to take it to the next level. If we score a touchdown, game over. You don't get the ball back. But if you hold us to a field goal, okay, we'll give you the chance. If you score a touchdown, game over. If you get the field goal to tie, then okay, all bets off. Whoever scores next wins. I kind of like that progression from the college level going to the NFL. That's why I really don't, I really don't have an issue with, you know, the NFL, you know. Yeah, no, I, I like both of them too. I just think that um, college, it's very like theatrical and very like, you know, it's not defensive. It's just very like crazy chance because you're starting the 25 of your opponent, you know? So they're almost like giving you the touchdown, you know? So like, but you got to prove it and you got to stop them. Oh, and like at one point they went for the field goal and missed and the other team, I jinxed it so hard because I wanted it to keep on going. I was like, there's no way this goes to a, a triple overtime. That's impossible. And sure enough, he misses, you know what I mean? Like, so it was just like, it was crazy. So it was just kind of fun. Um, uh, yeah, Carly's asking, is today my last show for a bit? Yes, it is. We're, uh, it's my last show on, uh, but Carol will continue the torch and we'll bring in all of our uh, 
great podcast people do Janae hurt as you had on tonight every other week and uh, the round table will come back for uh, basketball and uh, I'm sure Anna will help uh, Carol with some hockey talk and um, so yeah you can always still catch us on sportsothp.com on the Facebook group and uh, on his channels and stuff like that so it'll it, it'll still I'll make sure I share my feed to the Sports OTHP page when Robbie's gone because he shares his feed to that page. Yeah. I share my page, uh, my feed on my page of the group. So I'll make sure I share the feed to the show. Uh, on yeah, there. it'll be sad. There's not going to be a way on Twitch that people are going to be able to watch it easily. But uh, if people want to watch it, they can do that. Or they can watch the replay the next day on our on uh, Carol's YouTube channel. Yeah, um, your uh, your friend that covers caps that likes the caps. If she wants to come on, tell her hit me up. We'll figure something out, get it worked out. If she can definitely come on the show, because I know she, you know, watches and helps you out on Twitch. If she wants to come on, and get she's it. she's a Boston fan. Oh, that's right. That's oh, that's the one that's a Boston. <laughs> okay. Right. So, but maybe on a day uh, where you guys play Boston, yeah, um, more than welcome. I know she <laughs> on Twitch and you know do a lot of stuff. So. You know, we, that's what we do here on Sports OTHP. That's why we have so many podcasts and partners because we like, you know, we got a good viewership. We got people tuning in. So we like to give other people more exposure. So, you know, she, even though she's a Boston fan and she likes that Dan Marchand, you know, we're definitely, <laughs> we definitely want to have a. Have well, a, now, now it's going to be interesting. Char has moved back to the Islanders. So now both of us can uh, root against it. Although Boston's now back in their old division, right? So we won't see Boston. Uh, quite as much, um, you know, in, in this year. It was sort of weird one year that there'd be a rival in the division. Um, but, uh, but anyway, well, Carl, Carly, I hope that you have a good night's sleep. And uh, thanks for uh, modding and joining us tonight. I just want to give her a quick uh, little shout out. I still hate Brad Marshall. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, as always, man, Robbie, appreciate you taking the time out. I know you by the have another life-changing event with another little little one, a blessed little one coming into your life. So as always, man, it's been a great five-year journey and so much more to come. Uh, appreciate you taking the time and, you know, doing what you do. Um, you know, enjoy the time off. You know, I know, like you said, next week, if Liz, you know, she doesn't want to, if Zara doesn't want to come out and live there, you might make a guest appearance. But if you don't come back, man, as always, man, we appreciate yeah, it. If we beat Buffalo, I may have, and Liz is still pregnant, I may have to do a little cameo. But um, <laughs> I, I won't do the full setup on Twitch and all that sort of stuff, but I could always jump on the Zoom for a second. Um, so the bases are loaded in the top of the 10th, by the way. 3-1 count, one out, 7-7 uh, seven, seven tie still uh, in that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'll um carol uh carly was saying this is a beautiful moment that she's crying that she's uh <laughs> she's very happy for us so i really appreciate uh, yeah. both of you guys you know you, you know it's going to be tough uh to you know have to take a break but i you know it, it'll be good i think it'll uh reset you know my family and i kind of feel like uh if i'm going to take a break from work i gotta take a break from everything and really put 100 percent into it um and uh, i'm excited i'm hoping it's a crazy week. Uh, Lily just got spayed today. You know, Zach's acting a fool for use, and you know, and uh, you know, it's a, it's quite a crazy household. I don't know how we got a, to spay a dog on the same week that Liz might <laughs> give birth. It's it's kind of crazy, but uh, you know, it's nothing. Life isn't you know exciting unless it's slightly chaotic. So it's my last week of work. So um, you know, it'll, from a post on Facebook. 
me and you have been doing the show for almost six years. I know it's crazy. You know what I'm saying so. I mean, life is crazy, man. Like I say, you know, two different people. You know, you're you know young white Jewish guy doing IT. I'm a older black guy that has a warehouse background and entrepreneurship to get together for five years and six seasons of a successful sports show to make it happen to grow from two people to a team of almost 20 to cover sports and have great folks like Doc Walker and Julie Donaldson and Grant Paulson and uh, uh, Haley Skarupa and everybody on our show from just two dudes that met off of social media so i mean right just started a facebook group and you shared your blog you know blog to it and you know i was like man this would be a fun person to do a show i just wanted to produce a show where you were the star you know i didn't know that this would be what it would become you know like i just wanted to have that opportunity um you know heck i at one point i thought it was going to be you and hurt maybe do a show and i produced it and then hurt was like now nah, i'm gonna produce it you guys do your thing and you know, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. And, you know, we've gotten to see so much. I mean, I look at the, the championships, right? Like the, the fact that we got to go to parades and, you know, got to celebrate, you know, these, you know, really, you know, the, the ups and downs of these teams, you know, we'll talk about in a second, you know, the mystics you know, are missing the playoffs this season for the, you know, only two or three times in the last 10, 12 years, you know, and then yeah, DC United, one of the winningest franchises, you know, in uh, soccer history, um, you know, we've got, you know, the Washington football team, you know, who's you know, been on down times before our podcast, you know, started, uh, but they're in a resurgence, you know, they won the division. And then even the wizards were really exciting last year, you know, to cover Brody getting the triple double uh, crown, you know, was a pretty cool thing. And, uh, they made a pretty interesting trade this year for, you know, a bunch of young and upcoming players. So they'll be fun to watch as well. So it's just, it's so cool. But I think, you know, covering that hockey championship, you know, both of us loving hockey so much, just it's such an important moment. I mean, I love the Nationals one just because it was so improbable. We didn't think that the oldest team in baseball would win it all. Right. But and uh, come- uh, 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 uh. me and Paul, <laughs> it's true. You guys did that, that team was special. Right. We had a feeling something was special that season when everybody else was down on them. I know. We were all so very down. That's true. And me and Paul were like, hey, just relax. But to beat 200 win teams in the playoffs, to come from behind, you know, in all of the rounds, it'd be one thing to win a division, but we did it from the wild card position. You know, we came from behind in every round. I didn't call all that. I didn't call (laughs) all that. That was spectacular. Be honest. It was so great to cover that season from game one to game seven of the World Series. And I still have the World Series uh, on, from MLB Network on my, on my DVR. I still watch that, that special on the World Series because that's the reason why I got into this. Because I got tired of DC Sports Media with their biased coverage and most of the folks not knowing what they're talking about. And the fact that we were able to cover it from the beginning to the end through the trade deadline moves, through the 30, you know, 32 and 51 start. And we were still out of mention saying this thing was, you know, looking special. Baby Martinez looked like he knows what he's doing. He, he's in the right spot at the right time. And the fact that we were able to cover that and bring that to you up until game seven of the World Series, you know. I love taking pictures of Zach in his blue 
you know, Nat's, you know, shirt every night, you know, rooting them on, you know, them wearing the blues. You know, it's just such a cool thing. Even if he couldn't stay up all night for those games, but just for him to see the opening pitch of a couple of those, you know, and also for, you know, him to be in utero, you know, for that Capitals run, you know, to be able to take him, even if he wasn't there in the physical, you know, form, but, you know, his jersey and Liz getting to touch the cup and, you know, having that to be a part of his legacy as well. I'm still hoping that Zara comes on Sunday. How crazy would it be if 36 years later, like I was born during a Redskins Cowboys game. How crazy would it be if she was born during like a Redskins Bills game, right? Like that would be or a Washington football team, I guess, but you know, still that would be, that would be something. So that's, that's yeah. So um, she didn't come tonight. I was a little worried. It was, it's a full moon. Uh, You know, babies like to come on full moons. Uh, Zach did. Um, so it'll be interesting to see my dad's birthday is on Friday. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if she comes on that day, that'd be a hell of a birthday present. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, we get to cover all the different sports teams real quickly. Um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to cover, did you cover the last nationals game? I, we started talking. I was just going to do the upcoming schedule real quick. Yeah, go for Uh, it. As I mentioned, they had. By the way, we we had bases loaded right in the top of the tenth, and did nothing with it. I was watching. I'm watching now. Yeah, now Miami had two on with no outs in the bottom of the tenth, and Clay on the mound. So I'm not that confident. So uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap that up. But the next three games, they have a three game series with Miami, which they're. uh, Now I don't like to say this, but looks like they're in a position to not win. I don't want to say lose. But there was a 6.40 start tonight. It'd be a 6.40 start tomorrow and a 6.40 start on Wednesday. Uh, They travel to Cincinnati and they have a 6.40 start on Thursday, a 7.10 start on Friday, a 7.10 start on Saturday, and a 1 o'clock start on Sunday for a four-game series with Cincinnati. And looks like the Chisholm just tried to steal third base and looked like he was safe, but looked like he injured himself on the slide into third base. He's the guy that started the rally that hit the home run. That made it six to four when I got home and then I turned the game off. Mm. He's been the spark to this team and uh, looked like he might be exiting the game because they're checking out his wrist. He might have slid in and maybe dislocated something or caught something. But they're looking at him, but it's not looking too good for the Nets. It's a two on. First and third with no outs and Miami at home. So they're looking to walk off the Nationals. But uh, like we said, we know what the Nats had to do. They had to retool. You know, we've been on top for a while, winning the East, making the playoffs, winning the World Series. So, you know, you can't be on top all the time. They're going through a little, you know, rebuilding stage right now. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't take too long. And yes, that's about it. So, all right, we're just going to switch gears real quickly. I'll take off the, uh, the Nats logo uh, for a second. But uh, so some good news, D.C. United. Uh, so I think it was Ola Comera. Um, he had a hat trick for D.C. United last week uh, over the Chicago Fire. Two penalty kicks, uh, one in the eighth minute, one in the 35th, converted both of those, and then scored in the 44th minute. So all three goal. Oh, no. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the typical way that that season has been on a wild pitch. <laughs> the Marlins score to walk off, so they won the game without even swinging the bat. They're checking the replay. I don't know why. 
but yeah, eight to seven is the current score of the Marlins game. They want to review it, but uh, yeah. What what it's, is there to review? I don't know. I think he's grasping his straws. I don't even think it's Davey. Maybe Davey got thrown out early. I'm not sure. It's a wild pitch. There's an umpire saying it's a wild pitch. What is it to review? I don't know. But go ahead, Robbie. Wrap it up, buddy. <laughs> anyway, that was weird. So it's anyway, three, uh, three goals in the first half. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, they won three nothing. So that was really exciting. Unfortunately, they played Atlanta United uh, and uh, lost that one. Three to two, um, it was uh, two to one, uh, pretty late. And then Atlanta United scored in the 87th minute, and then DC United actually scored in the 90 minute plus four, so right at the end to make it a little closer. Three two, uh, just pulling up uh, the upcoming schedule for them. Uh, they play FC Cincinnati, who have both of their strikers with red cards, so their two best forwards won't be playing in that game. Uh, that game will be at home 7.30 on Saturday. And then they play Minnesota United FC on Wednesday, September 29th. So that's four days later also at home. Uh, and that's at 7.30. And the current table standings, uh, which is the uh, – uh, has Atlanta United uh, with 36 points, Philadelphia with 35, and D.C. United is now out of the playoff. Uh, pitcher right now with 34 so just a point off one point is uh for a tie three uh for a victory so um they were actually in playoff position but uh some of those other teams uh played yesterday and won and so they've jumped them a little bit so it's all very close 36 35 34 uh and um so hopefully dc United will be able to hold on uh and have a playoff spot and then Carol, some sad news for the Mystics. Uh, just a disappointing loss. And uh, they unfortunately aren't going to have a playoff spot. Uh, they often make the playoffs, but uh, it's been a rough year with some of their stars uh, being injured. No doubt, no doubt. You know, we wish we could watch you better coverage of the Mystics this year, but it's an off year for us and off year for them. They're missing playoffs. We're hoping that you are retooled. Get back, get some of their stars back. Deladon, hey, I bet Deladon has been out for most of the season. And, you know, that's their MVP, you know, finals, you know, got them to the finals and did what they did to win the championship. So, you know, there's always next year. That's the beautiful thing about sports. It's always next year. Right. So Aaron Rodgers is 19 for 23 for 232 and four touchdowns and taking the field again. He's still, uh, so. still overrated. Still <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh they've scored i think 35 points already in this game so um yeah so it's uh uh it's interesting because it, it was so close in the first half and in fact the lions were up at halftime and they basically haven't scored i think in the second half right or have they scored anything as long as he went back get my winning pick and that's all i'm worried about yeah so far the packers are outscoring the lions 21 nothing in the second half uh so that's uh, not a recipe for success. Um, yeah, so uh, that's all I got for all the different sports. But thank you, uh, Carol. It's been a it's been a fun season so far. I'm excited to see where you and the guys uh, take it. I'll definitely uh, keep the website updated and uh, keep people updated with news on my social medias about Zara. And um, you know, uh, hopefully everything goes well with that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I. 
I, I might do some posts here and there, little videos here and there, but uh, I'm not going to do the full, you know, two hour shows, all that, you know, for at least a little bit, probably come back uh, in, in January with that. And uh, hopefully the Washington football team's in contention because now they actually play in January with games that matter potentially. Okay. Uh, so um, hopefully I come back to a, a team that we're talking about where they're in the playoffs. I hope that you're right with your, uh, prediction although 13 wins uh is quite high um yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm optimistic sometimes like i said that was best case scenario <laughs> prediction right there that was if everything falls into place and we didn't have these hiccups we had in the first so there should be an asterisk by that yeah but, okay I mean, this team <laughs> definitely get it together they just got to figure out like i said last year they started the first four games out bottom in the league and division i mean bottom in the league and defense and offense was sputtering, but they found a way to get it together. You know, ended up winning the division, even though it was 79. Still won the division, still made it to the playoffs. Should have won against Tampa if the referees would have called the even game. But that's another story for another day. I'm I'm optimistic that hopefully with this 10-day, you know, 10-day layoff, that they figure some things out. They're real going to get his game hunting together. Scott Turner, somebody's going to smack him in his face with something to run the damn ball. And they're going to have a good game plan against Buffalo because they know they're Buffalo the Super Bowl contender. With Josh Allen, the quarterback, they have definitely elevated their team and their game. And this is, you know, another, not going to say must win, but yeah, you must win this one because you got to salvage the victory from the loss you did against the Chargers, which should have been a win. So yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting season going forward, you know, but we're going to have a handle. You know, we got a great crew, we got a great team, and we're going to definitely bring you that DC sports without the politics, the best sports around. Definitely going to bring you that every week, week in and week out. And uh, as always, Robbie, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, hopefully everything goes well with Zara being born. I still haven't got a chance to get a van and meet Zach, but hopefully in the new year with the pandemic and things, hopefully getting this up together, I can finally get up there and meet the, the newest members of the sport, uh, Team Sports OTHP. Yeah, for sure. I would love it. Yeah, we got uh... – barbecue it up and catch a game or something uh together for sure so um but uh thank you as always uh for covering all the things and for you know keeping the podcast going over these next couple months and i'm excited we'll still chat every day i'm sure we i i can't stop following sports completely you know but uh um but i'll, I'll be excited to to see where the teams go hopefully the caps start off strong it'll be interesting to see uh how they do um and whether, you know, I was looking at some of the training camp stuff and uh, I hope that uh, Connor Michael cracks this lineup. I just don't know where you slot him, uh, but it should be a fun start to the hockey season as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy that hockey season is just right around, around the corner. Basketball season's also right around the corner. Basketball or baseball season uh, about to go into the playoffs um, in just a couple of weeks. And yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time for sure. But uh, I'll uh, let you wrap it up there. I was going to go for a raid, but I think that I'm, I'm not going to do that tonight. We'll just uh, we'll just end it uh, with you uh, doing your normal wrap up. On the Capitals note, I, I gave you boy a lot of that to pass the first season. Now. I want to see some improvement going in season two. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to call them out. But uh, as always, uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Currently, it's 35-17, and Green Bay is up on uh, Detroit with uh, six minutes left. They have the ball on their 45, looking to 
finish this game because Detroit is about to nothing pretty much they can do. Uh, make sure you check out at the bar radio on Sunday night. We have a local basketball legend, and international basketball player, Brian Bridgeforth coming on. Uh, put a little commercial out at the beginning of the show. Make sure you check us out at the bar radio around six o'clock. We also have another uh, guest. We have a two guest show with a plus size model. I didn't write her name down. I'm sorry, but she'll be on the show also. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll be grilling, chilling, sipping, and podcasting. Hit me up if you want to come through. Yeah, that's what we do. We'll be riding out of Xandria if you want to come on over, bring some food from the grill or bring some drinks to, you know, have some adult beverages and come be a part of the studio audience and watch, watch us do what we do. Uh, make sure you check us out Sunday, uh, probably around 11, maybe 11.30 for the pregame for the Washington football team against Buffalo. And then I'll be streaming live about 20, 30 minutes after the uh, finish of the game, win, lose, or draw right before at the bar radio around six o'clock. Uh, go check out the website, Sports OTHP, for the Sports OTHP apparel. You can hit me up for mine. You can check out Robbie with the District of Champions stuff that he has on the website. You go click and buy. Uh, I'm working on getting the fall apparel line ready with some sweatsuits and hoodies and some other stuff I'm working on. So make sure you check us out. If you're in the market for a new pre-owned vehicle, new or pre-owned used vehicle come check me out at Waldorf Honda down 2450 Crane Highway you're going to get that deal done bad credit slow credit no credit just hit me up let me do what I do I can make that thing happen make sure you tune in Sunday for at the bar radio streaming live on your Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube and as always I'm going to end the show with some independent music videos that we play on at the bar radio in the with Renegade uh, Amari Khan and TJ May Pro, some of my favorite, favorite artists on them, has some new videos to drop for you too. So as always, appreciate you checking us out. CP3 live from the lab. Bobby G live from the man cave. DC sports about the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a model. It's what we do. And we out.